All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
sure did. You should show her when the uh, Jetsons meet the Flintstones. Mm. That was a great episode, yeah. too. Which implies that they exist on the same timeline. Same universe. Which means <laughs> there is a point when there will be poor people living on Earth and all the rich elites will go to space. That's fair. <laughs> Didn't they go back in time or something like that? I don't remember about that. Never seen the episode. Just believe don't the believe conspiracy. So. I don't <laughs> think there was any time traveling. Well, then same timeline. I, for one, am shocked that Tyler hasn't seen that episode. <laughs> That was. I actually like his guess on what happened, though. That was, yeah, it was, it was pretty spot on. For our friends at Oodle Noodle, eighteen locations and counting, I would like to talk about the Oilers now, please. Okay. We've got a delicious debate coming up. We do again. It is Tuesday, so you're inching into your week. Come on in, enjoy a podcast and enjoy some Oodle Noodle. Go order it if you're in Calgary. Eat something other than the garbage on your yard. <laughs> 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 Check them out. Oodle Noodle Graham on Instagram. Oodle underscore Noodle on Twitter. Tyler, over yep. to you. Well, last episode, I believe we started with our early impressions of Matthias Ekholm, right? Right? Yeah. Oh, yep. Okay. So Everybody's assuming that to be the case, let's do our early impressions on Nick Bukestad, our other new friend. I'll do my very early prediction on him. Uh, what was the question? Early early impressions, impressions. of Nick Bukestad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it was on the penalty kill and he blocked the shot and was clearly hurt. And then he went to dump the puck, but could only dump it as far as the bench. Then he had to skate to the bench and he just really made me laugh. So I was like, oh, what a terrible way to kick all this off. They didn't score on it, but overall he's been pretty solid. 10 for 10 in a dot yesterday. Scored a goal in his debut. Scored a goal in his debut with Devin score getting the assist. I think Safe to say things have gone pretty well for Mr. Bukestad so far. I think it's a really good start so far. That dude's a big, big dude out there, right? He is very big. But yeah. you put him and uh, him and Vinny next to each other, arm to arm. Well, so you'll cover blue line to goal line. So yesterday, I tweeted like Ekholm, DeHarnay together on the PK pairing. Massive. Bukestad was also out there for a draw yeah. with those two back there. It's just those are three giant individuals that cover a lot of real estate. So first impression, one, Matias Ekholm, I just love this dude more by the shift, it seems like. Steady, quiet, huge, beard's great. Moves the puck better than I expected. Bukestad, I mean, what's not to like guy gets a goal in his first game with the Oilers? 600th NHL game, too. There you go. So passing grades, passing grades. Tyler? Yeah, I think they both actually do get passing grades. Um, Passing grades are like, D's are a pass. See, he's got degrees. These are like... Sure, then I'll give them okay, both. Okay, well, then we've got to do it out of 100, then. I'll, I'll give them both more than 80% early yep. on in their Oilers' careers. Like, Bukestad, uh, there's a couple times I noticed, like, some some decision-making that I'm like, I don't know if I love that. But he blocks shots. He wins draws. You're not relying on him for a lot. He scored a goal. Now leads the Oilers in goals per 60 at 5-on-5 five five on this season. So, like, hell yeah, right? Um, I don't know why I threw that in there. It's <laughs> largely irrelevant and misleading. Um, but Bukestad's fine, and he, he'll be a good bottom six kind of depth piece for this team. And Ekholm is a game changer, in my opinion, and I felt that way after his first game as an Oiler, and I still feel that way after his fourth game as an Oiler. He actually changes the way this team looks. Did you see the quote from Brad Holland about Ekholm? No. It came no. Out today. I think this only came out in the last half an hour is that the Oilers were weren't sure if he was going to be available and then were basically like jumping out of their seats when they heard that Nashville had accepted their offer. So I 
It's understandable. Very one. What he's doing out there. Yeah. I just think for a guy like Buke said, and I think that what Tyler said is just very accurate about his game. And I think that when it comes to a transaction at the trade deadline, the hardest transition has to be a goalie. And then for me, it's forwards because you're trying to figure out what your other two guys are doing with you. And so you got to, to me, you got to give Bukestad a little bit more runway. Uh, Ekholm came in and immediately made an impact because he just knows how to play defense. And so he, he just did the right things. And then he even, you know, went a step further with that stretch pass and, and trying a few things here and there offensively that, uh, that I don't think anybody expected, but yeah, I think for Bukestad, you see him checking all the boxes that we need right away, which is the face off dot control and the size, and then everything else will just kind of keep rolling along with it. Agreed. <laughs> I think, fine, <laughs> I think it's better than fine, though. I think it's better than fine. Buke says doing everything you wanted a, a player in this position to do. I, I had a couple people yesterday. One was complaining about Ekholm's foot speed. Like, it's oh going to be a problem. Go. It's going to be a problem. And the same kind of thing with Buke's dad. But I don't know. I feel like that's nitpicky. Like, Ekholm, I think, is just, like I said, a legitimate high-impact player in this lineup. And is his foot speed elite? No. It's not awful, though. And he does more than enough with his reach and with his puck skills. And his brain, like his brain's positioning. Like everything else is still so sharp there that I just don't see his foot speed being an issue. In year four of this deal, yeah, sure. But guess what? We wanted Ken Holland to care about the present, not the future. So if you're going to sit here and if you spent the first four months of the season whining that Ken Holland's not going to do anything, like I did then you can't sit here and complain about how year four of this contract will look because it's about right now. And right now, Matias Eichholm is really damn good and helps you win hockey games. Yeah, I think it's like what you said too. Like, this isn't a guy that's been around for five minutes. Like, Eichholm knows his feet, foot speed isn't elite by any means, and that's why he's 32 years old and still playing in the league and just got Not quite everybody by has to have elite pick. skating. Because he's I, figured out how to adjust and make himself a fantastic defenseman Without doing that, he's also what six foot four. Why does everybody look for sure the fucking negatives right away? Because because we're always going to. I oh, think negative. I like hate there's that, just, there's there's Again. but there's a negative Cheers. chorus that follows the positive chorus, and that's fine. But no, it leads the way. People go to the negative right away. I, I I just I think that I feel like people forget sometimes that when they're doing their assessment of players that these guys aren't inhuman. They're still human beings, and they still have flaws. And there's a reason that they were traded from their team, and there's a reason we wanted them. And like it's just there's there's always going to be things that players have to work on. And if Ekholm's foot speed, foot speed is his is his detriment, okay. But all the other positives that you get from it, those those outweigh that for me and for the player coming into this team. So, I, I like sure, you can criticize any of these guys. They're not perfect. They're that's why they're not untouchable. That's why they were able to be traded away from Nashville. So it's uh yeah, I mean, just like you said, Rick, I mean, you can be negative about it or you could just fucking let it let it be and enjoy what we have in the positive. There's so many more positives than negatives, but everyone's like, look at this. I don't think he's this. I don't think it. Get over it, man. That's ridiculous. To me, I see a player in Matthias Ekholm that is arguably the best defenseman the Oilers have right now. Probably. But based on experience and everything? Yeah, experience sure. overall, like, he's not going to get the high-end offense like a Barry did, but he gets a lot done at the other end of the ice. It's more and important. We needed that. And that's what potentially makes him and Bouchard such a good pairing. And they've yeah. like the early results the from that yang. pairing. Yeah. yeah. When they've been on the ice together, the Oilers have outscored the opposition, I think, six to two. Oh. Is Ooh. that good? Better than being outscored six to two. That is yep. a good point. Touché. In Hang my on. opinion. Let me check the math there. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yep. 
Works for me. Bouchard's look good too. Yeah. The, I think the team is going to just continue to now. I mean, obviously this is the group that they're with. So this is the gelling that's going to happen. And, yeah. and you've got more and more games with Bukestad and Ekholm in that lineup. It's just going to become way more comfortable. And like, I mean, you saw what they did against the Leafs already. That's an elite level of a team without that time to gel and, and, you know, become more this consistent. This team was good before they made their yep. trades. Now they're even better. They are the best team in the West. The best in the West. Not by points or... Isn't that frustrating, though? Like, the Oilers are playing well. Yeah. But they're just not gaining ground. Well, it's frustrating. Well, like, the Oilers' schedule is really tough right now. And Mike McKenna made this point on Daily Faceoff Live when it comes to a team like Nashville. Nashville's played, like, eight of their last ten against non-playoff teams. Like, oh, yeah, they're racking up wins because their schedule is easier. In terms of the teams in front of Edmonton, like, yeah, it's frustrating when you're like, okay, the Oilers are 5-3-2. and two. You know, they've been average as of late playing really hard teams and it just happens to come at a point where Seattle, LA and Vegas are ripping off crazy winning yeah. streaks. And it's like, yeah, that it's just bad timing. If anything. So it's a good thing. There's 82 games in a season, not 60, whatever we're at right now. Yeah. Like there's still, again, 17 games to go in the regular season. Two so. against Vegas, one against Seattle. Yeah. And to I be w- fair, Vegas has started to beat a lot of high end teams as well. So that's, you know, not exactly great because their schedule will get easier too. How would you guys line up the blue line to get maximum potential out of everybody? I think exactly the way they're doing it now, honestly. I don't You're I don't know. Six guy? Oh uh, no, I, I'm more of an eleven and seven guy, but I do like the forward depth they have, especially if Kane's back. So eleven and seven, twelve and six. You can flip a coin on that one for me in terms of the pairings. I think they're fine the way they are. I think you'll have to do that for the rest of the season though, because you're gonna try and keep everybody sharp. And that means you got to play seven yep. defensemen. You've got you've got seven defensemen. You have about fourteen forwards. That you have to keep fresh and ready to go by the playoffs. I think I'm out on the Nurse and CC pairing now. But then what do you do? I don't yeah, know. Do I wrote go? this down actually. Let me just go grab my paper. Go for it. Don't fall off your chair. That one is one where I wrote it in the wrap up last night that I didn't think they were terrible by any means, but they definitely need to level it up. Nurse and CC. Yeah. And I don't think that's unfair. And we've seen both of them play better hockey before. Yes, that, and that's the thing, is they both played better. Last year, they were better. Yep. So, so be that level. Be that level. Here All right, go. Liam. He's back Liam's with got a paper. paper, hand-drawn notes. Wrote these notes down yesterday because you felt they were so vital to today's show. Did this yesterday, yeah. So my top, this is 11 and 7. So my top pairing is Ekholm Bouchard. My second pairing is Kulak and Nurse, or Flipping Nurse. Flipping Nurse? Flipping Nurse. Or you can flip Kulak. I mean, either one's fine. One of them are playing the wrong side. Broberg and Cece and Dayane is my seventh. I think the Oilers' blue line is better when they have four playing on the right side than the, th- than the left side. When they were on that little streak there, when they were throughout the All-Star, yeah, just before yeah. From Vegas onwards, it was better on the right when they had four playing on the right than three, four on the left. Them's the facts. I don't know if I love throwing someone to their offside if you don't need to, although I think with some guys it's not as big of an issue, and I think Kulak might be one of those guys who could probably handle it at an okay level, but I don't know. This is why, and I wrote about this today over at the site. You can read the article, OilersNation.com. That's why I'm a little disappointed they didn't go out and get a right shot D-man. Like, why didn't you go see if you could get Justin Braun for a fifth round pick or do something like that? We had $100 left. Radical Gudas. Yeah, but it's you could get him and send down Vin. Florida. They were never going to get rid of him. There's yeah, Gud- a way. A guy like Braun, you could have picked up and sent down someone, like a Broberg or a Vinny. 
I don't know. I think you want those guys playing. Yeah, I think you do too to some extent. I don't know. I just feel like they're a little thin on the right side. Like if one righty gets hurt, Jason Demers is next up. Or you're flipping someone over to their offside and those are your six D-men. Like it's just, I don't know. I feel like they're missing just a little bit of a layer of depth and I don't love getting to a point where you're just forcing someone to their offside. I don't know. What about Nurse and Vinny together? I, I'd i be out on that. Chom yeah. out. Chom, I'm also chom out. Okay. All right. Anybody? I just think I I think uh, I want to play Vinny maybe with someone more reliable. Like I don't even love the idea of him getting a bunch of ice time with Broberg. I want him playing with probably Kulak. Yeah, because Kulak I think is steadier, more predictable. There you go. Fine last night. He was fine with Kulak. He was really good last night. Yeah, with Kulak. A lot of minutes. Yeah, Yeah. but I thought yeah, Vinny. I have no complaints about Vinny. I just I want him with someone that's. So it's about, more, his, it's about his partner, not about the minutes. I think it's about Yeah, that, I guess. Because, yeah, if you play him with Nurse, all of a sudden Vinny's playing, what, north of 20? And I don't think Vinny can handle north of 20 at this point. I think he played about 15 last night. Yeah. What do the numbers say? Let me check. I'll pull that up for you, Liam. <sighs> Thank you. What about no. the... I'm curious about the goals, chances for and against, though. I never know how to find these. With correctly. guys on the ice? Vincent DeHarnay yeah. played. Can I... 14 minutes and 29 seconds. 16 minutes and 10 seconds. More than you expected. Most minutes last night was actually Cody Cece. And oh. with Vinny on the ice last night, at five on five, the shots were eight to six for the Oilers. Shot attempts were 17, 11, and there were no goals scored. Interesting. It's not bad. Um, just looking at maybe who Vinny played the most with. It was Kulak. He played 13 minutes, 24 seconds with him. And when they were on the ice together, shot attempts, 17-9, shots 8-5, to both in favor of the Oilers. So that pairing was uh, was really solid. I, I just think I liked the way they rolled it out yesterday. The only pairing that I think anyone really had any sort of a beef with was Nurse and CeCe. And I would say those two guys don't need a new partner. They just need to play better. And like it's okay, I think, to yeah. say that sometimes. Everyone always thinks like, oh, these two guys are struggling. You got to do something different. But I also think we can sit there and just say, well, how about Nurse and CC just bring up their level a little bit, which we know they're incredibly capable of. Yeah, I also don't think they're that bad last year. There was just a couple of plays where CC for me just sometimes just switches it off for a second, and it just makes a bit of a bonehead play that puts him in a bad spot. Like there was the Ottawa one, uh, not the Ottawa one, sorry, the Toronto one with the offside one where he thought it was offside, but it wasn't. It's like okay, you got to play to the whistle, man. And then there was one play last night too, and the others were kind of cycling it. And he just blasted it right into the guy that was right in front of him, and it ended on like a three on two odd man break. And he also had like, that one that near such a bonehead play. He also had that one near the side of the net, of the net where he just kind of bobbled it, and just it just went to Skinner. And then luckily Stu was on yeah, the ball and just and jumped just, on it. He's he's playing very strange. Like I I felt like all last season I forgot he was on the team because he wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah, he was when, just quietly solid. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, maybe the last ten games or so, maybe a little bit less. It's just like. You're noticing him so much because he's making so many like mistakes. I like, oh, maybe I'm just dialing it. I, I think that's what I think a lot of this is, or maybe half of it, or 60, 40, whatever that number is. But I think people out there are looking for the mistakes now, too. Maybe, but I, I think. Not to say he's not making them, he's, but they're but out there looking sure, for him. But and that's what they've been doing with Nurse ever since he signed that contract. Do you know Nurse has the <laughs> most best plus minus on the team? Plus 19, I think we said Tyler, right? Someone's going to say it's because he has played with Connor or something like that. Well, Connor McDavid, as we learned uh, on Twitter, is 101st in the league in plus minus, and that means he can't win the Hart Trophy. 
Do you remember earlier in the year when it was like Pavel Zaka has more five on five points than Connor McDavid, and then yeah, well. the argument quickly disappeared. Now it's okay. What else we got? Plus minus. The stat that everyone says. The stat that everyone says is overrated. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Um, so someone actually using that stat to say Connor is not some it guy. Was some Leafs fan, wasn't yeah. It? it was some Leafs fan who was saying that. Uh, I but actually got traction, so like that's how I saw it today, and I was just like, "What in tarnation? What in tarnation?" <laughs> so you look at it, and you're like. Terrible. All right. But again, everyone always likes to discount power play points because the Oilers are getting them and they want to poke holes in why the Oilers are having success. Also, that turd didn't mention the fact that Austin, because I looked it up, Austin Matthews was 69th, nice, in plus minus last year when he won the Hart Trophy. So, hmm. oh, <laughs> Interesting. whoopsie daisies. Um, Old bag milk uses the Google machine. <laughs> I Funny how that works. I took everything out of it. Just looked at how many goals players have been on the ice for this year. Connor McDavid, predictably, unsurprisingly, has been on the ice for the most goals in the NHL this season at 149. Leon Dreisaitl... Is that four and against? Just four. He's been on the ice for 149 goals for. Leon Dreisaitl is second in the NHL at 140. Third in the NHL, Zach Hyman, 138. Fourth in the NHL, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, 131. They are one, two, three, four in terms of how many goals they've been on the ice for. And the high mark for goals against there is Dreisaitl at 84. The other three are all in the 70s. So if you include power play, penalty kill, six on five, five on six, four on four, all that stuff, um, they're all incredible plus players. So I love, love. When people discount power play points as if they don't count on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's like a t- if, if a team wins with power play goals, the league goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not cancel that one. One point each. One point win. Yeah, yeah. you don't get two for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many goals did you say Connor had been on the ice for? 149, which the, is crazy that he's been involved. And in the it. Oilers have scored 251 all year. That's all they've scored this year? That's what, still in first place. That's yeah, what Espen oh, yeah. says. That's yeah. a lot, baby. Yeah, you're right. I know it's a lot. It is the most goals. It's funny to think yeah, the yeah, 80s yeah. Oilers what, broke 400 five times or something like that. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, that's well, like, crazy. Also, the goalies were dog shit, let's be honest. Yeah, they were. Like You put Connor, you drop yeah, him just, right I back think, in 1984. I like to reverse it and just say today they're more uh, They're more technical. They're more... And they're huge. Yeah. like These guys are put together. They're, they could... There ain't no their, Darren they Pangs their, in the they, NHL. They, they can play their yeah. game fucking blindfolded. There are Darren Pangs. They just don't look like Darren Pangs. But like Darren Pang was like the size of the the crossbar. Look at I he think just it, a look at goalie Bob when he gets out of his gear. Oh Bob, yeah. Well, that is funny too. How scrawny a lot of these goalies yeah. are. Yeah, it's like Vasilevsky looks absolutely ginormous in all his gear. Yeah, and I guess he's like he's still big. Well, that's a, like, and I know we're gonna big. talk about Jack Campbell here, but like that's what frustrates me too. Like, bro, level up the fucking shoulder pads, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> like, let Garth Snow <laughs> that shit. Come on. Garth Snow's pads, they went like an inch or two below the fucking crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked like he was a lacrosse goalie. <laughs> anyway, I want to know from, I want to hear from you. How happy are you with the new guys? Only two. It's not that hard to put it together. Matias Atcom, <laughs> big, big fan. Huge fan. Nick Bukestad, you're doing good things. I don't mind him at all. Not one bit. Do I miss Michael Kessel ring, Liam? No, because I didn't know he existed. That was funny. How did he do in his first game? Anybody look? Uh, yeah, I did. They lost 5-1. He didn't allow a goal against. They lost 5-2. Good thing he got a hit. You got didn't hit. give him credit for that hit, hey, Liam. I think Jeez. it's good. I literally yeah. don't care that they, they moved him. His plus minus was zero, like just so you know. As far as, so he's like, a Hall of Famer. Plays it first NHL game. Yeah, good you know him. what? For him, the NHL paychecks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And for him... 
chances are he wasn't going to play with the Oilers anytime soon. No, he would look at the right side. We just Vincent Dayane is ahead of him. Bouchard, both of those guys are... Actually, blind. he might have been the next call-up. Yeah, maybe, maybe, whatever, at this point. But then CC, so those three are locked in. But now he's number one right-hand defenseman in Arizona. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, he's never scored like this. I think he has 13, 14 goals in the American League. I don't think he's scored more than 10 goals since junior. I want to know 24. what... Like, it's I, been a while. I want to know what the listeners think of Cam Deneen. Yeah, I'd actually be curious if anyone has. Has he played yet? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, That's more important transaction for me. And let's not act like Camden. He's some like 30 year old guy that used to wear a contract. And it's a guy who's 35 points in 50 games in the American League this year. And he's 24. And he's played 35 games in the NHL last season. He has played so far two games with the Condors. Just a clean sheet. Mr. Denny. Is it Kevin? No, no. No. I don't think they're related. No relation. His brother. His brother played bag milk? Hockey, but. Zero. No, it's not the same no, one I thought. Really no relation to the 80s guys? No. no. I thought, I where's hoped. He, where's he from? He is from. He's, he's an Canadian, American. I think, isn't he? Uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. Oh, close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. We have rivers, too. Relative to the border, I suppose. I if you were thinking Ontario, yeah. He played on the Ontario League, though. That's why I was curious. Good guy, probably. He played for the North Bay Battalion, to be specific. When and Matt the Sarnia Bay- Sting. Great connections to the Oilers with both those. Petrov plays with North Bay. Isn't Sonny where That was where Yakupov? now Yakupov played. Yeah, good guy. Ironically, he skated like he was being chased by bees. So saith Ray Ferrara. <laughs> That's an all-time line, man. Like, what a piece of analysis. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I miss Ray on the broadcast. Man, I loved Ray on the broadcast. The The World Juniors wasn't the same without him this year. I thought well, Mike I Johnson. Thought I was going to say, but Johnston. Is it Johnston or yep. Johnston? Johnston. Did a great job too. I do he's like really him. He's good. He's, he's one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, he's yeah, solid. I like him. I like him too. Just like I like the activities that you can do when you're in Jasper, Liam. Like Sum- what? Summer's just around the corner. Golf course opens on May 31st. Wow. Tyler's golf there. A bunch of times. Yeah. Lakes are thawing. You can do a little canoeing. Maybe some rafting. Links with an I or, an o- or a Y? Uh, <laughs> no, we are not talking about the cats. Okay. The cats are always open. <laughs> as far as I know. Shout out to Hunter. <laughs> Although he did have his number taken away. I think it'd be really funny if for the rest of the season, Hunter the Lynx just wore a Bukestad jersey. That would and they be did great. like a little ceremony. That would be fantastic. Have some fun with it. We'd always look back at it. It'd be like highlights of the Oilers playoff run. There'd be like a clip of Hunter doing something wacky. He'd be wearing a Bukestad jersey. I'd love that. But like it would also be great if he just like in whatever the human cat equivalent of penmanship is, he made his own. Like when people do that, he covered up his own name and made a Bukestad oh, jersey. That'd be good. I'd like that. <laughs> anyway, back to Jasper. Cat penmanship. Spring skiing, right? Maybe just skiing in a hoodie is legit. I've done it. It's wonderful. There's plenty of patios. The escape card is still available for half price lift tickets. Come on. Go to jasper.travel. If you're wondering where Tyler's oh. gone for the next couple of minutes, Tyler has got, got tiny to, tanks. He got up to kick Liam. And he just kicked me. Tiny Tanks had to leave because he says he couldn't hold it for an hour. He texted me. So we'll time Tyler. So as he leaves right now, our podcast timer is at 2450. Dan, mark that down. Done. I'm about to piss myself, so I may step away. (laughs) I won't make it the full hour. RIP. And on his way out, he kicked me. That's how desperately he needed to go. Uh, he's going to love Is anybody that you read watching that this curling match or is it just me? I think oh, it's I just you. Just Nobody me. else can see it. Canada what? is. Who is that? Who's that, at the bottom? That is. Um, 
Isn't that the Alberta flag? That's Alberta. That's Botch's team. Who's from Wild Shore card. Park. Yeah, they are up 5-2 over Canada right now. Welcome to the, right to the nightmare that is the Briar Galant now. coming in with a shot. Here's the red. Here's another. Oh, not that great. <laughs> yeah, that's not far enough. Liam is enjoying the Briar. I love the Briar. Hits the red one. Hits another. And not that great. <laughs> Quite frankly, we're going to have to come up with a segment where you just do some announcing. Announcing? Yeah. For the Briar. Any sport. Or any sport. But sure. Like, I, would I'm like watching- to, I would like to point out, though, Liam. Yeah. From England. Mm-hmm. Is watching the Briar right now. Loves yeah. it too. Instead of Champions League on today. I don't even know what the scores are. That's how he's into the I can tell you every score in the Briar. I don't think he's going to be allowed to go home again. What, outside of hockey, what sport do you love the announcing in? Because the reason I was thinking about that is F1 just kicked off last weekend. The announcers oh, yeah. on F1 are electric. They are the best. Um, uh, do you know what? Rugby has some good ones. I watch rugby ones outside of hockey. I like the. Um, I like the NBA ones. I can't remember his name, but it's the guy who uh, does the Canada ones, and he's like from Noosa Raptor. Oh, Routens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Leo then they get oh, the that's not Leo. Cap. No, no, it's not. It's no, not Leo Round. I can't remember his Leo name. Though. When Tyler gets back. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Rod Black? It's Jack. Uh, oh. Jack. Jack. No. no, it's Jack no. Armstrong. Is his side. It's like the play-by-play play guy. It's the guy who does the oh, play-by-play play 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 for the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. but the Jack Armstrong is the guy like, get the garbage out of here. It's the best. Okay. Just so Canadian. Matt Devlin? Yes, Matt Devlin. Wow. Matt Devlin. No Google machine, by the way. Yep. Rick Hands beat free. the Googles. Yep. So Google say do nothing. Because <laughs> we've had, uh, is this correct? List of Toronto Raptors broadcasters. Sherman Hamilton? Yeah. Matt Devlin? Yep. Oh, okay, so this was just it's different Devlin. channels. I see. Matt Devlin is who you're looking for. Leo Routens, Jack Armstrong, Chuck Swirsky, I said Paul Romanuk, Rod Swirsky. So, Rod Black, I was at least I was correct that he did do it at one point. It was just a long time <laughs> That's ago. That's a while ago, but <laughs> uh, I pay attention to the Raptors <laughs> all the time. That's gonna be back in like Raptors Cutter days, I bet. How about the uh, the guy that got kicked out of the Raptors game yesterday? What did he do? Nothing. Was it Drake? It was. Um, it's it's pretty pretty last. Allegedly, one of the players. One of the players. Scott Foster <laughs> kicked him out. Now, if you know anything about basketball, you'll know Scott Foster is the biggest joke of an official ever. That guy throws... This is a tied basketball game, 114 each with like 20-something seconds left, and he kicked him out because he didn't agree with a call. It's like, what the hell? These teams are like fighting for playoff spots. And you're Scott Foster, uh, he's the guy who is He's the goalie for the, the Blackhawks, no? Yes, that was him. But also, the NBA has had um, that problem with officials betting on games that was just tim donahue but scott foster was also like kind of he was on his crew too he was in his crew yeah so something. it's like eh, is that the guy that, that they made that uh yeah, the, what's uh, it called the, the one that has made stories. so many documentaries about himself yeah. he's done podcasts he's done just video. about how Any, he loves to gamble anybody that wants to talk to him he will tell them the story <laughs> are we sure tyler just went for a tinkle it's been a while <laughs> well before 50 what are we at yeah, twenty four fifty. We are now at twenty eight fifty. Oh my shit. god! Four minutes. Wow, must have been a lineup. He's taking a leisurely stroll up and down <laughs> yeah. the stairs too. Must be waiting for the elevator. That must be. <laughs> not me. You still in the stair club? I have not taken the elevator since Vegas. I'm, I'm so proud, proud of you, man. man. I even did it at Roger's place. Oh, I'm yeah. proud of you. That was big. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Uh, there's your plug for tourism, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> You can do all of that. Go to jasper.travel. So when we clip that for you, Tourism Jasper, they're like, where's the plug start and end? Well, here's a six-minute file for you. 
Matt Enjoy. Devlin will be there. Yep. Pinball. Mm-hmm. Taking the stairs. That night will not take the elevator. Never. Is there Never. an elevator in Jasper? You know, I would hope that there's at least one. Maybe in the Earls. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I don't think so. Hotel. I can't think of one. They I have don't a, so. Don't they have one of those giant outdoor ones called the gondolas? Like an elevator, like an elevator? Yeah. yeah, you're right. I hope Ski I, lift. God, that doesn't really what count am I going to do when I come across though. that? Yeah, I mean, like, there's no stair option. Here know? he is. So we Kick have got back. a five minutes. Kick him back. You really Kick had to go back. five minutes. That was five Kick minutes. Him. My guy is a camel. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go all the way downstairs. Mm-hmm. Two flights of stairs. <laughs> and well, we better? didn't speak about the Oilers once. Was you you what, to talk about what sport outside of hockey has the best announcers? Darts. There is something totally darts. <laughs> There is something very unique about a baseball home run call. Yeah, that's fair. Which, like, uh, nothing. What? Okay. <laughs> Who, right, who's like your in, guy? Joe Buck? I mean, the Buck Martinez get up ball. That's great. That's Dan Shulman's good. Like, I, know, I like the Jays guys because I'm a Jays I fan. Just kept thinking about the Cincinnati Reds and out. So when the and there's a deep drive in the left field. <laughs> deep drives in the field. I don't know if I'll ever put this headset on again. Um, <laughs> That is good. Uh, one commentator I forgot about, Peter Jury. He is like the biggest soccer commentator. He is fantastic. He just it's says, a skill, man. It is just the home run though. You gotta crazy. go to Boomer. Mm, yeah, back, 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 back. My favorite all-time announcer is Don Whitman because he yeah. could just do anything. He was a Canadian broadcaster. He just did like Olympics, curling, golf, Don- everything. Donovan Bailey. Yeah, Donovan Bailey running. Yeah. Oh, Michael Router, Give me a little make yeah. the final. That's good. Yeah, that's good times. <laughs> curling announcing has to be entertaining. Has to be. I would argue People would fall biased. asleep. They're biased? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course they are. Towards Alberta. Well, that's because we're the best. We are the best. Yep. We set the gold <laughs> standard for a long time in curling. You go listen. Speaking of announcers, uh, doesn't bother me as an Albertan when he hit his thousandth game or whatever it was. But Jack Michaels is just so good this season. Not that he's not always good, but like he's been so good that I've been getting texts from people that at different nation sites being like watching the Oilers game right now. Jack Michaels rules. Yeah, he I can't does. Wait to hear him call a cup. Oh fuck, we're yeah. all gonna die probably. That last down the stretch we come like. <laughs> oh, can on. you even imagine like? The Oilers up 3-2 in the Stanley Cup clinching game. What Jack's final it's minute true. is like. Oh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Screaming. Because yeah. I can think of like Rod Phillips and some of his calls. Mm-hmm. Like for like the, as they're about to win the cup. Yep. But did he get as. Yep. He did. As animated, animated as you think oh, yeah. Jack would? I feel like Rod was like more, he was more aware of them. And I'm not saying that Jack isn't, but it just felt like Rod was like always like aware that his thing was going to be a sound clip that people were going to hear forever. Mm. Jack is like so emotional and just so guttural. And like, yeah. it just feels like a fan. He is in the moment. Yep. He lives a moment. Jack yep. rules. I love the way he calls games. I it feel like, like Jack have wouldn't have a plan for Can that. Can I tell minute. you my fear? We're going to lose him to like an American national broadcast. Oh, yeah. We haven't lost him yet. So I'm start, that's starting to go away. That, that fear. I think I just, they just got to get him on hockey night in Canada sooner rather than later. I, like, I just, I just feel like we're gonna lose him to a national broadcast. He's too good. I could see. Yeah, I think we will too. I could see him going to the late night hockey night in Canada game. Being like, like ah, then we'd still get him a lot. Then, yep. I don't know. Maybe he likes 
being the guy for a team. Some yeah. some people do prefer that. Mm-hmm. You should get him on here. And Ask his him. bromance with Louis <laughs> is electric. You know, yep. fantastic. It's electric. They they love ah, it. The ranch. Back to the Oilers. <laughs> Tyler, what are we gonna do with Jack Campbell? Uh, so, what do you? What sounds more appealing? Let me tell you a little stat here. Yeah. Before you get to what you're saying here, the question you want to ask for the boys: Since 2007, no Oilers goaltender that has played more than 10 games has a lower save percentage than Jack Campbell. That includes every single goaltender that played for the Oilers during the decade of darkness. Do we have a list of those goalies? No, we don't want to do that. It is a very long list, and nope, you don't want to do that. I always like a little trip down memory lane. Four more years at five mil, or eight more years (laughs) at numbers that vary between 1.1 and 2.6. No, no, Tyler. Stop it. No, it's not happening. I'm kidding. No, it's actually a fucking thing, though. It is a thing. People are talking about trying to buy a vote. Like, are you guys kidding me? It's not going to happen. He's not going to get bought out. He's not going to get traded. So, I think if if this is still a problem at this point next season, then you're talking. We're then having the conversation. Sure, of course. But you give. I think if you're willing to commit twenty five million dollars to a guy, then you give him a second year. And I get it; it's unpopular. But and my take might be different if Stuart Skinner wasn't doing what Stuart Skinner's currently doing. Yeah, because seven point six on an all star goalie and a below average backup still isn't that bad of a number to it's commit to goaltending. Look at Markstrom. I think. I think next season will be a different story. I wondered... Sorry, go ahead. And I think an interesting situation to look at is the LA Kings, because they are Cal Peterson, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, what, about the same... Around the same money, wasn't he? Yep. They just sent him down, and then they brought up Phoenix Copley. Yeah. I think there's a very good chance the Oilers go out this summer and try and get the best third goaltender available on the market, for whatever it may be, and just put him in Bakersfield... Then if it gets to the point and you're sitting around December 1, maybe late December or something, you're like, Jack, this is not working out at all. We're going to send you down to Bakersfield because we need to get some wins here. And we're going to call up whoever the guy is. I feel like that's the more likely scenario than the Oilers trying to move him this summer because I just don't think that's going to happen because, frankly, who would want him? Markstrom struggled in his first year. Not this bad. secondly, they're not going to buy him out. Bounce back and then he's out of... a bad year good yeah he has a also it's worth noting he has a modified no trade clause player can submit a 10 team no trade list but if things are really bad the player would want out probably right like if next year goes this bad for campbell that no trade list probably evaporates like that i wonder how much of this is just well He's just in his own head about how much money he makes. I think and it's the expectations so are so high of what he was supposed to do in year one that it's just, it's compounding. I think it, I was listening, like I had Mike McKenna on Owen every day. He gave us some great insight. Then I listened, Kevin Woodley, who is a goaltending genius, was on with Gregor. And he said he doesn't believe Jack Campbell is seeing a sports psychologist right now. And I kind of sat there and I was like, that probably seems like a good idea. Because I really do think it's between the ears. And Woodley made a really good point. Did you guys notice Jack Campbell doing anything differently from when he struggles versus that month when he was good? He looked like the exact same goalie. There was no actual change. He said there was a little bit. Well, there was the pad change. Yeah, but he said he's a little bit smaller here. And there's a little bit, little bit, but nothing like really big. Nothing you're like, hey, you got to change this. So what does that tell you? It's just a difference of 
having a clear mindset and stopping pucks. Like, it's not like he made some technical change that allowed him to, boom, found his game. It was, he just played better. He got confident and the ball started rolling and then, bang, a bad game and he was right back to where he was, where he went. Yeah, it's like he can't, if he has a bad game or even a bad goal, just can't shake it. Where Stu, first of all, he doesn't really let in that many bad goals. Nope. If any. He just, but he seems to go right back to being like, fuck, okay, back in the mix. Because last night against Buffalo, especially in the first period and a little bit in the second, like, man, he made some just great A stops from in tight. Yeah, and I thought he had to battle yesterday too. There was a few moments in the first period where like he was sliding too far out. There was the one chance where Skinner missed the wide open net because, well, Jeff missed the wide open net because Stewart got like tangled up and didn't really know how to turn. Was it Thompson who missed that? There was two wide open nets they missed. Like Skinner didn't even have his best stuff last night and just, you're right, after a rough first period, he just... Like positionally, I thought a rough first period. He just dialed it in for the final forty and was outstanding. That third period is great. So great. the Oilers have what do you say it was Tyler? Seventeen games left. Yeah. How many games realistically can Stuart Skinner play between now and the playoffs? Twelve. I like. Can you play twelve? Sure. I thought Jonathan Willis laid it out uh, really, really well the other day. I retweeted it. So uh, let me go pull up what our friend Jonathan Willis had to say. Because for the rest of March here, we got the Bruins and the Leafs to finish off this week. I would imagine, given the spacing between the games, that Skinner starts both. There's only two back-to-backs left. So that's two stops. So there's two starts for Campbell. So Willis said you go Buffalo, Boston, Skinner, which it looks like they will. He gave Campbell the Toronto game, which I think you could at that point. End of a road trip. Don't want to overplay Stu that much. That's fine. Um, But the point, I think, is you're only really playing Campbell when Skinner needs rest. It's no longer really about getting Campbell going. Because the the way I go back to Skinner in Toronto, like I get the story and all that. But like, one, I'm going to be there and I want to see a win. Mm. Two, they don't play for two days afterward until they come home and play Ottawa on the 14th, which is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He's going to add a little rest, too, that is. Play Skinner. You want to win. Maybe. Also, as you're looking things up yeah. right now, I feel the need that I'm going to take right now uh, to apologize to Mike Smith. <laughs> <laughs> For as bad as you were, sir, at moments. And probably Miko. And Miko. There was never a stretch quite like this. And in all of your seasons with the Edmonton Oilers, you finished above 900 with a save percentage. What? The lowest was 902. Uh, that was his very first year here. And then it was a 923 and a 915. So Mike Smith, I apologize, pal. Much Miko, mm. you too. It hurts sometimes to admit you're wrong, but today I'm doing that. Yeah. I kind of miss him. I miss so- the roller coaster. <laughs> At least there were some ups on the roller coaster. <laughs> I miss the roller <laughs> coaster. <Some loops. laughs> a couple of loop-de-doos and away you go, you know. Anyway, Tyler back. Willis said Skinner against Buffalo, Boston, Toronto, you give Campbell. Then you go seven straight for Skinner. And then there's the Vegas, Arizona back to back. You give one of those to Campbell three straight for Skinner. And then Anaheim back to back. You go Campbell. So there's three starts for Campbell. And then in the last three games of the year, you base it off how badly you need the points and how you want to rest do. Rick left. Are we all going to yell about and time, right. yeah, time his piss? It was a uh, four, four fifteen is when he left. I was trying not. I was trying he's to be professional and ignore. Oh, As he's thirty seconds. I got a glimpse of him blowing his nose. I wish I didn't look. Ugh. Yeah. Hope he's okay. I can hear it. Well, <laughs> tis the season, you know. The temperature swings. This podcast is my question. Been. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're all over the place. I have a question for the group, though. Please. 
Which goaltending tandem would you rather have? Last year's or this year's? <laughs> That's an interesting turned into an interesting question. I'm, I'm still going this year. I would, yeah, I would take. I don't know what I would do. I think, Sk- I think Skinner best goalie is, is the Skinner's the best goaltender. That's the one you have to go with. Yeah, Skinner has the highest floor, even if maybe his ceiling isn't Mike Smith level, but his floor is higher than yep. Smith's was. Yep. Yeah, less chance. Knock on wood. I don't think anyone's scoring from the other end of the ice in the playoffs <laughs> this year on Stu. Well, now they definitely are. <laughs> All right, I'll write down our answers. Will Everybody. someone score from the other end of the ice on Stuart Skinner that's, in the playoffs? That's how the, that's how the goalie goal with a goalie in goes, right? That's how it happens. Yeah. The same thing as Rasmus Anderson. has to happen. It's coming. Aye, aye, aye. I don't know what I would do. Because I, I think about it and like, yeah, Skinner is probably the best out of the four right now. But I, I guess I'm basing it off like what the playoffs, that's when I would take him. Mike Smith was so good. He had two shutouts in the postseason. Yep. I know he allowed that one against Calgary, but he's like, ah, oh, he was. And that was sick that. moment where he came back in the game and came down the tunnel. Exactly. That was that there was is, um, when he was at his best, like at the very top of his game, Mike Smith was fantastic. Yeah. He really was. And he was angry, and I like it. He was. But Stu is, Stu is very <laughs> likable, too, though. Love They're Stu. very opposite personalities. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stu's super casual. Like, he is fucking chill. And I, yeah. like, all I was, he was doing an interview a couple days ago, and all I was thinking about is just like, I wonder if it's because you just got so many siblings. All you can do is be chill at some point. <laughs> you know, there's like nine kids in his family. What's he going to do? Just chill. Only so much screaming can do at that point. Mm-hmm. So, what would we do? Bag milk? What would you have? Today's. today's yeah, I would still go today's because I yeah. think that Stuart Skinner's the goalie of the future. But like, for one playoff run. Yeah, I, can be yeah, I, tr- I trust you. I've got no worries. I with tried Stu. to ride the Miko Koskinen roller coaster pretty solidly. Like on this podcast, I was defending him pretty solidly. I would staunchly. say, arguably, you were the Miko yes. Koskinen defender. And I don't want to do that ever again. So I'm going with what we have here. I'm I'm comfortable with Campbell's struggles because Stu is backing him up. Interesting. Skinner, uh, currently, as we're recording, March 7th, 286 goals against average. How many games has he played? He has played. 37 appearances, 35 starts. 35 starts. Yep. 18, 13, and 4. Campbell has 34, I think, right? Campbell has uh, 32 appearances, 30 starts. So even if he took the rest, that'd be 52 starts. It's not bad. It's not terrible. So I want to hear from you. How many starts is Stuart Skinner getting between now and the end of the season? ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe one other thing to consider, too, when you're looking at Campbell's kind of games right now, do the Oilers maybe even want to get Skinner prepared for playing so much in the playoffs? Like, if he won't run, you'd have to imagine Skinner is the He's going to start every, every game. Night. Yeah. So maybe they just start kind of getting him involved in that. And he's also a kid, baby. He's 23, whatever he is. <laughs> he's got all he's that got energy. Legs. He's got all that energy. <laughs> I think we overthink that a little bit sometimes. Another thing I beg you to consider, Liam. If you're putting together a little vacation this week, this summer, I got a low one coming up. Check out our friends at AMA travel. They help Tyler out. Mm-hmm. They will absolutely help you out on organizing your life. When it comes to travel, we are going to Toronto on Friday. And the reason it's going to be so seamless is because of our friends at AMA travel. Use them. Love them. The nation will- vacations are great. And if you've been on one or if you've heard us talking about how great they are, you can just bring your own vacations to that level with AMA traveling. Mm-hmm. Right. Raise them it. right up. They will help you do it. Mm-hmm. Tyler, you want to talk about some playoff math. 
And I would love to hear you talk about playoff math because I just, we're getting to the point where we're almost at magic number territory, but not quite magic number territory. So walk us through this. Currently, as the internet will not load for me. <laughs> yeah, the internet just... The Oilers are tied with somebody with some amount of points. <laughs> I got it. Oilers are tied with the Kraken, but the Kraken have played two less games. The Oilers are four back of LA, same number of games played. Four back of Vegas. Vegas has played two more games. So, two less games. Sorry, two less games. So we're getting to the point where it's probably almost getting hard for them to reach the top of the division just because Vegas... Play Vegas two. Two more, yeah. So that'll be huge is yeah. the game's an end. You win both of those, now you're tied. Yeah. But let's say Vegas has, again, 19 games to go. Let's say Vegas just goes 10 and 9. Say Vegas averages out for the season. I hate when we start doing math things. Okay. It just takes, no, it takes, it like the, stop. takes some of the fan, fandom out of it. Why? Like, but then like, you know what you're rooting for. But because you always just want to cheer for it. But you're like, oh, okay, it's not really realistic, but being a fan isn't really being realistic. You know what I mean? If they go 10 and 9, they're going to finish the year with 102 points. For the Oilers to get to 102 points, they would need to pick up this? pick up 24 in their final 17. So the Oilers need to go at worst 12 and 5 to have a shot at the division. That's but doable. You're right. That's you, not yeah, crazy. Yeah, but that would involve Vegas probably averaging out. But like Rick said, you play Vegas twice. So you could yeah. put a pretty good dent in their remaining schedule if you go take care of business. You play Seattle one more time as well. Nation birthday parties on that day at the Pint. Hello. Go get um, your tickets, nationgear.ca. They are starting to move, people. So like that's a big one. I think realistically, my my sorry, not my fan goal, but my realistic goal, finish second or third, and the dream would be you play Seattle. Yeah, I don't care about playing anybody in our division. I actually don't either. I, I fear no one. one. I've... <laughs> I don't fear anyone, but I fear Seattle way less than I fear the other two. I slightly fear one team. Who? The LA Kings. Why? Because of last year? No, just yeah. Tyler mentioned it today on ON Everyday, and I was kind of thinking it the same. Like, I think their goaltending is pretty, like, Cobb Salah's a good goalie. He's robbed us in two games already this season. I think just the way they play is kind of dangerous against the Oilers, and it's also like, the Oilers haven't beat them this season, have they? We've uh, lost both games against them. Yeah, we I lost think the, we pe- the penalty kill tonight, and then we lost the one where Edlin need. So we're uh, we're playing possum here. I'm just saying, last year LA took you to seven games, and last year they didn't have Arvidsson or Doughty, and then they went out and added Fiala. Now they've got Gavrikov. Now they've got a little bit better goaltending, although that was quick was okay for them in that playoff series, or good for them in that playoff series. I'm just saying LA is a really really good team. And they worry me a bit. I think Vegas, the Oilers. I mean, if Vegas wants to run and gun. Edmonton will just run them into the ground and Seattle I just view as clearly the lesser of the bunch so the way we're playing right now I think is uh I don't know if there's any team that can stop them in the west but I, that fourth I, line that like, fourth line yesterday that fourth line for the last 10 games or so that Derek Ryan goal dude the, that fourth line put on a clinic simplify get the puck deep four check cycle find your shot on that because they were doing it with Yessie for a while yep. too yep no they used to him Clem Shady and yep the recipe's well, still and also cooking. we got Vander Kane coming back here right away too, so that's gonna be another upgrade in the lineup. Yeah, who comes out? Swap out Shore, put Kane on the top line. Well, McLeod Scar plays on the fourth out. line. I just Devin that fourth line is working so well right now. Back right? to back games. McLeod, Cost, and Ryan sounds real nice though. Yeah, I don't hate that. McLeod looked really good last night. He did. I think I'm he did. But then they put Fogel up on that top line Defensive and he for the third good. period. Fogel had that made that nice play on Connor's second goal, I think. Yep. No, yeah, the winner. Yeah, yep. you're right. 
So there was a, that was a defensive move for the third period. We'll see what happens. Um, any word on when Kane's coming back? Because I think Thursday. Week? I think he's playing against Boston. Cool. That'd be nice. I think. Need to get him up and running too. A little get the hands back. Feeling good. Yeah, he's got to mm. get going. He's been paused too many times. Stop and go. Yeah, a little bit of stop and go. But word association. We're gonna get there, Dan. Oh, I'm so excited. Still First, fun. I got to talk to about our friends at Betway. Last night, I was very upset. Wow. Because I had the puck line. Mm, that sucked. And I just needed that empty net goal. That's all. Offside. Fucking offside. Yep. It was way offside. Always offside. <laughs> Those were some real bad offside calls last night. <laughs> like Kaylor Yamamoto, by the way, just I admire the stretch. But he needed another two, three feet on that line. I called that one right off the bat. And I was Where like, was please don't score. Please don't score. Please don't score. I didn't see it. Sportsnet like did not show the replay they, till yeah. you could three see it. Later. You could see it super clear on the initial play, and then yeah. that was it. I see, and I missed it on the initial play. I was too fired up because Nuge again yeah. on fire and got his thirty first taken away from. Him. I still believe that the NHL should have credited for him anyway. He's How long nice guy. after the offside did they score? Long, long time. It was like they came in the zone, and it was like forty seconds later. They, there's got to like almost have a t- like, and also the thing that annoys me about that offside is. So inconsequential to the play. We can't say anything. I understand. <laughs> but it's still so inconsequential to the play. I just don't know what the linesman was doing. That's his job. And that's like, it was like right <laughs> across. When I his. saw the replay. <laughs> I was like, was, man, that was way off. Yamo side. was trying, but it was not there. The effort wasn't there. I also, I don't think you can add like a timer or anything. It's just no, no, make no, it no, worse. It is what it is. It, it's no, it is, We have watched that a okay. lot. I want to complain. I know. Let me complain. But if you had a timer, it's like, okay, so it's 10 seconds. Well, I mean, 11. 11's not bad. Yeah, right? Like you can just, yeah. it's like uh, the Dwight and Jim bit from when Dwight stockpiled and is like, I have enough food to last three months. And Jim's like, four months, six months, <laughs> seven months. And then just going and go. I say yes. ban offside reviews uh, unless it's Jeremy Cooper that asked for one. What do you think about that? That works. I mean, you probably could get rid of these offside reviews, but now you've no. opened Pandora's box. So No, I you like can. With the reviews. It's the replay we have. We could all get rid of it. I'd rather a goal is called back when it shouldn't have been allowed than it stand. I truly would. But I'd the other thing is, though, like, it. and correct me if I'm wrong, but before they brought this in, that goal, Nuge scored, would have counted, and no one would have said boo. No one would have said shit. Yeah, the true. broadcast probably wouldn't have gone back and shown you the zone entry, like... Just just, but now we've opened it up where, yep. yeah, if you were to take it away next year, every goal that'd be scored, the broadcast would be like, look, shouldn't have counted. Twitter would be going nuts. Well, and again, we must remind everyone the reason this rule is in place in the first place is because Matt Deshane was 15 yeah. feet offside at one point and <laughs> still managed to get a legal goal somehow. Right when we went back and watched that goal, it's like more absurd. It's so outrageous. It. Anyway, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Tyler, for our friends at Betway, how did you do last night? Not great. I needed the over to finish off a couple of parlays. If they would have gotten to six goals, I would have been. I wouldn't have come into work today, but they didn't. So I'm here. Shot prop though. Yeah, they crushed the. I avoided the shot prop because I was like, man, that's high. Did not expect that. (laughs) They showed you in the first period. Did they ever? (laughs) And then the second period happened, and I was like, oh my god, they're not going to get to 33 (laughs) shots. Shit, shit, shit. And then they did it easily. There you go. If you are of legal age. Please bet responsibly with our friends at Betway. Let us know how you do. Let us know. Little dabble. You betting on Connor to get over one and a half goals every night? Maybe. Wouldn't be the worst idea. 
when you look at that Sabres lineup though, and you see that they, they hung with the Oilers, like good on them. What a, what a, like that team being in the playoff picture with the compilation of a team that they have right there. I, I Thompson is so much fun to watch. He's so big. He's gigantic. They got a fun team. Like Thompson's exciting, but like after that, it's like in his so Dylan cousins. Cousins. cousins yeah. You know good. what else is exciting, Dan? Word. Word association with my friend Word. Tyler Remchuk. Words. He's like, I don't have any answers. No, I got five. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Five. Do we have that yeah. much time? I've got a heart out here. We got to get going. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Pressure. Tyler, what's the, what's order? the order? What's Tyler? the words? Uh, let's go Dan and then around. So Dan, okay. DM, Liam, me, and we'll okay. let Rick. All right. All right. Wow. Five words. First Bite word. Bullet. I'm Tyler here we go. Matthias Ekholm's beard. Epic. Fantastic. Viking. Viking. Uh-huh. Doable. <laughs> You're not a big fan. But I said doable. Oh, yeah, because look at that beard oh, that he's got going like on you, I can grow it. You and Ekholm will be Viking Your beard buddies. twins. When okay. I first met Rick, he had a beard like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, he did. I could do it. Dreisaitl's weekend run. Unreal. Magic. Goalicious. Precision. Him. He's Precision him. was a great one. Like that shot, I've to watched get the, net the back replay on. fifteen times. Dude, the net putting the net on is cool. That shot is stupid and not getting anywhere Dumb. near the amount of fucking attention it should get. It's and then the next game, he put in a backhand like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what? Like look at the look at the space over the shoulder. You're absolutely right. And then he did it again with a backhand. It's like insanity. Take your hat off. He's special. It's smaller than that hole. Like he had like grab a that credit glove card. behind you. That might be like where you put your hand in. It was like this light over here. Dude, That's it was all ridiculous. I made a joke on the After Dark show that the Lego Banana Man and the Queen I have on my shelf are closer together than the Gap was. <laughs> yeah. Nice or one. further apart than the Gap, whatever. Tyler's enjoying his props. <laughs> it's pretty tight. Right there. Kind wow. of. Wow. That's basically what it was. Wow. This through translates the, well on a podcast, but I'm putting a puck through the back hole in my snapback, everybody. So, so if yeah. you've got a puck sitting around and a hat on your head, try try yourself at home. <laughs> and send us a picture. Yeah, yeah. Owen Radio Podcast. Yeah. Yes. Do and we'll call it doing the dry sidle. D- yeah. The dry. Do the dry. Do the dry. Do the dry. All right. Uh third one. Mm-hmm. Warren Fogel as of late. Understated. Rebound. Good. Remarkable. As sold. I like that That's one. Uh, Derek Ryan's season. Uh, underrated. Warlord. <laughs> short um, Derek Ryan you're talking about, of course. Short Derek Ryan. Home king. He is the home ice king. Although he scored on the road last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say uh, remarkably consistent. Career record? Question mark? Not quite. Career best? 16 goals. 15 goals. Yeah, he needs 16. Uh, I lied. We actually have six, so two more. Watching David Riddich get lit up. Stick flip. Yeah, I was going to say stick toss. Awesome. I hate that guy. Flipping fun. Enjoyable. (laughs) He actually flipped his stick at the end of the game, too. He tried and to break it, but failed. And then he sure did. (laughs) He tried to do that after uh, they lost an OT, too. Oh, yeah? Against San Jose last night. He tried to break his stick over his yeah, knee. That was, and it, oh, yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last one. Uh, the Chicken Big Mac at McDonald's. They don't Intriguing. pay for this. They don't pay for this. Nom nom. <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds nice. I'll pass. TBD. Ch- what's mm. it called? Chicken, chicken Big, Big Mac. Mac. So I just, it's essentially a Big Mac, a Big with, Mac chicken. with chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> 
Do, what does their um, what's <laughs> the Mac sauce? sauce? Is there mayonnaise on sauce. it? No, it's just the Big Mac sauce, bro. Take out the beef, put in chicken. Liam thought they were going to put McChicken sauce on it. The trade is one for one. Yeah. So there's cheese on it too. Oh, that's a good question. Is there cheese on it? Yeah, it's the standard. God, that seems so big. It's like a KFC double down. Well, it's not not KFC chicken, right? At least it wasn't the MyCom. Because I moved it. Bag Milk moved it objectively first (laughs) by throwing it in my direction. And then I moved it again. All right, there you go. Good job on Word Association, everybody. Good job, Tyler. Six. Six words and a five-minute pee. That's a big gap. What I bring well, to the show. lasted longer? Words Association on Tyler's P. <laughs> oh, P for sure. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper, AMA Travel and Betway. And lastly, I just want to remind you, go get your tickets to the nation's 15th birthday party. We got prizes. We got giveaways, which are both prizes and giveaways. And we've got Tyler. And Dan. Dan's going to be slinging drinks, I believe. Right? I am. I got my license. There you go. We'll see who else can pass this exam between <laughs> now and the 18th. We shall see. I would like to see you there. Nationgear.ca. Help us raise some money for free play for kids. And just have a great time while we're at it. Good. Come say hi to us again. Good. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. With that, we'll wrap up the episode of Oilers Nation Radio. And bid you adieu. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday. I won't, Bye. but they will. I will. I won't. With I my will. gang, Dan, Rick, Coom, and Gavin. <laughs> the Fab Five. Are we still recording? Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.